Hey, what's up? This is Ranting with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark, raving mad. It could be about news, sports, weather, politics, the bus, the train, crackheads. Where are they? Umbrellas in the rain. Uh, it's a check-in with our West Coast peeps. We got Franklin on the ones and twos uh, coming in from Cali to let us know how life is being lived over there under the quarantine, self-quarantine, work-from-home, uh, isolation, not locked down enough in my uh, esteemed opinion. Um, I think we need to lock the whole motherfucking country down. As you well know by now, if you've listened to 10 seconds of one of these coronavirus update rants, um, and we will, and I'm recording this the day after, the morning after, the DJ jam, uh, so everybody can grab a cup of coffee, grab a cup of tea, grab some brekkie, little bagel with a little bit of a schmear, whatever you have left over in the fridge, whatever you're eating, grab a pint of fucking Ben and Jerry's for all I care. Who's judging? Absolutely no one. Pop this in your ear holes and, uh... That's really all I have to say about that. You, you know what to do from here. Nice. Go ahead and check yourself before you wreck yourself. Check, check. Check, check. <laughs> all right. It's the East Coast, West Coast check-in. Checking in with Franklin. Are we recording? Of course we're recording. We okay. start. <laughs> check, check. Check, check. One, two. Microphone check. One, two, one, two. One, two, one, two. We in. We here. We are here by the by the grace of something. Seriously. Which is funny because I really find that like these people, these like nutjobs. Speaking of like by the grace of something, these wackadoodles that are still like meeting these yids in Brooklyn and are refuse to listen to the cops. People are posting, like lock lock them all the fuck up. Lock. I don't know what you do. Put a bubble around these fucking people, like. Like build build fencing. I mean, that's not really serious, but like, it's no. It should be really serious. You want to put a wall? Fuck Mexico. Put a fucking wall about around around the Orthodox Jews in fucking Brooklyn who give zero fucks. Like these or like these evangelical fucking nut jobs. This is or come at them. Come at them with like police. They did. They brought the cops with sirens and everything, and they ignored the cops. They kept walking. They just kept right on fucking walking, and no one knows what to do with them because you can't touch them, you can't arrest them, you can't go near them because they have, look, they have their own fucking ambulance service. They have have their own, like, police security service. I mean, they're fucking batshit, fucking just as crazy, like we said, on the far right and the far fucking left. You have all the same wackadoodle fucking nutjobs that give zero Fox about anybody else, and I didn't even know if we wanted to start off this way, so I didn't mean to co-op no, the beginning I mean, of your shit. I think it's a good. This is your show. Go. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> no, I'm just. I think every extremist arm of every religion is psychotic, and Orthodox Jews are no different. It's an absolute ridiculous. Have you ever seen? High maintenance on HBO. I don't have HBO. All right, me neither. I steal someone. <laughs> I, I use someone's password. I don't. But. I have one person. I have net. I, I did the Netflix thing, and I was like thankful for that. And I don't. I don't have anything. All right, well, else. they're streaming for free right now. So if you're interested, watch it. But um, anyway, there was an episode with about like Hasidic young people and. It kind of got into that about, you know, how they have their own ambulance service and they have their own shit. And, you know, they're not this like, you know, underrepresented minority. They're they're running shit in a way that's like dangerous and and. And why is that? Because they have the fucking money and they vote hardcore Republican and they're the motherfuckers that put this orange asshole like over the top. And it's the same reason I ended a friendship with a very good friend of mine and someone I really looked up to. I very much admired. She's very smart. She is the most compassionate, empathetic, just really a good human being. Her husband, however, I would assume is after spending many Shabbat dinners there in Brooklyn, was at a Montrealer, a Quebecer, a Moroccan Jew. Like, yeah. the motherfucker, like, was straight up, we, we, we couldn't even, I had to stop going. We could not talk about politics. Every conversation that it somehow, like, twisted into some kind of biblical discussion that involved money and voting, and I was like, go fuck yourself, bro. Yeah. This is insane. Yeah, it's so disappointing. It's such a disappointing, like, arm of Judaism, and such a like 
misguided and weird way to to feel and like believe and it just makes everything worse for the rest of us because bro dude clearly the mashiach is like on the local train because he's definitely he has not found his way here he doesn't have ways you know he's clearly not gps plugged into anything because they're still fucking waiting everyone's still fucking waiting on every side of like the fucking wackadoodle uh bandwagon yeah Sorry, no disrespect. I know it's also Palm Sunday. It's a terrible. It's like Palm Sunday, and we're like totally ripping on like people's beliefs. I'm like, whatever. I, I I'm like Jesus, who I don't know anything. I'm about not that, that one. Mean, yeah, I'm the same, yeah. dude. I'm not that one. Do you? But like, I don't know anything. Do about you to that. a certain point? Do you until it doesn't fucking affect me? That's my no, whole riff in like, life, ba- basically. As far as Palm Sunday, I'm just like, do you? Oh. Like, holidays but like i don't fucking know what you're talking about no i know i'm just saying like no it was just like we're like ripping it's like one of the most religious days for like i think it's catholics i also there's so many denominations of catholicism and just like i mean judaism is split into like a bazillion different like sects and like it's i don't don't know it's so i'm not even going down the religious road because i can't even go down the religious road but i think it's hard for people of any like christian faith to understand how little jews like know about it like (laughs) like by it like we're just like jesus can i tell you an interesting factoid and i guess it would be amazing like we could get linky to lincoln went to a catholic school he was one of like three jewish kids that went to like a private catholic school because it was one of it was like one of the only good schools like when he was growing up in san francisco and it's he has fascinating stories to tell about that so linky linky is actually one person who can speak on like jews not and i'm sure there's other jews that are knowledgeable i mean there's scholars and there's people that study i mean clearly just not us i just mean like us shout out like everyday like reformish jews that are like (laughs) (laughs) sorry ash what like yeah (laughs) i i just i'm i'm um, whatever. I just think it's. Yes. Cr- I just think it's crazy. Like I just scrolling through Twitter, waiting for you. Was I was like the local Tennessean tweet was of a woman who said she doesn't fear the coronavirus because she's covered in Jesus's blood. I'm like, what? What are you drinking? Like, I don't. I, I go back to Hobby Lobby when you're done with your meal at the fucking Cracker Barrel, and then lock yourself the fuck inside and leave the rest of the fucking world alone. I. I am so far removed from that kind of mentality. I just, I have no idea. I'm absolutely okay and appreciate people having faith, having yes. spirituality. Yes. Like we talked Fine. about in an earlier podcast, a belief in like a larger force at hand. But like, Amen I to all of that. To like, Jesus's blood is going to. I am like, if that's a 10, I'm like a negative 40. Like, I have no understanding of that kind of belief. I just, I don't get it. Meanwhile, like, she'll be the it. one hooked up to a fucking respirator in, in like, three days. And uh, she'll meet her Darwin on her way up to the pearly gates. And they can have a nice conversation while they're standing six feet apart from each other <laughs> online trying to get into the pearly fucking gates. And that's all. I mean, I'm done. Okay. I'm done with okay. that. Okay. Can I say one thing that I, I feel like Lincoln made such a good point? And you can say a million things. Okay. Well, I was listening to the Linky pod this morning and honestly, like, lolling at you calling the cops on those. <laughs> I was like, of course she called the cops. I'm, on the don't Nancy. fuck with me. <laughs> I know. I'm not surprised. Do you like, think yeah. it was the wrong move? No. I mean, I mean. Go ahead. You could tell me, dude. You a lot of people would be like, "You're an asshole for wasting the cops' time." I felt like an asshole for wasting their time, and I told them that. The only reason I would refrain is because anytime I've ever called the cops for a complaint like that, the people are always gone before the cops show up. I, I don't. They I don't just needed to know that I wasn't just, fucking around. Like I'm not going right. to tell. If I tell you once, they come back. They won't come back. If we the dude that. wouldn't have lied to me from the jump, we don't have to rehash this, but just if the, <laughs> if the dude wouldn't have lied to me from the jump and wouldn't have told me he lived in my fucking building and he knew right. some dude named fucking Kenny and he was like <laughs> staying here and I'm like, bro, eh, next, wrong, you lied. And then you're going to try and come at me with, I'm really sorry, I'll tell you the truth now. I don't fucking know you from Adam. I don't, get the fuck out of here. Go kick rocks, bro. I'm not messing with you. You lied to me. Game over. Now I'm calling yeah. the fucking cops. And you know what I will say? They were here in 
less than five minutes because I'm sure they also don't have a million things to do. I mean, they're not. Everyone's inside. Everyone is inside. Correct. There is no. Yes, there is not. Unfortunately, everyone is inside. Domestic violence calls have gone up, but that's another tragic aspect of this whole disastrous clusterfuck that's going on. But, like, they showed up, they were very... Okay, at the end of the story is basically I called the fucking cops, they showed up, they were super nice, they were gloved up and masked up, they went up there, they looked around. I knew they were going to be gone, I'm not that stupid. But if it wasn't for me calling the cops, I would have put my fist in that bitch's face so fast for twerking (laughs) and laughing and, like, whatever fucking language she was speaking. I was like, bitch, you don't even know who you're... Like, just stop. Stop. Were they on something? Like, were they No, she was on stupidity. She was on, like, (laughs) I'm 12, and I want to play dress-up, and you're ruining my game. My boyfriend's taking, like, pictures for our porn site, and I'm going to upload these to Pornhub, and I'm going to make some money, and now you're fucking with that. And she thought it was a joke. She was, if she wouldn't have been outright laughing... Like, yeah. in my face, I would have been like, bro, just get off my fucking roof and go back over to your roof. And I don't care if you guys, like, have naked sex, like, all over yeah. the place. That's on you. If you want to be disgusting like that, all good. I mean, I've I've seen it all. Like, I've literally, yeah. like, laid, like, two feet from another bed where, like, people just, like, bang all night, like, with my headphones, right. Walkman, sunglasses, scarf around club my bed. neck. And, like, the club, yeah. club bed days? Yeah, those were the club bed days. <laughs> But I mean, I've been around a lot of shit. I don't care. Shit doesn't phase me. What phases me is like people making a mockery. Like, as you know, like when I have friends that are literally like, I have to call and check on them and they're sending me pictures of garbage bins full of N95 masks that are not being thrown out. They're going to be recycled somehow. Yeah, like, I know. So anyway, that was, okay, so that was that. We you Okay, so you were laughing at me. And then what else you were, were you I doing was, with Lincoln? Well, I, I- I did enjoy that part. Do you not know to get me off track right by now? (laughs) Go ahead. Next. Lincoln did say something that I thought was so interesting, as he always does, which was that if you don't, if you don't believe in your policy in the worst of times, then you don't believe in your policy at all. And I just thought that was so interesting as it pertains to like all of these Republicans who are changing their minds about things now and who are all of a sudden okay with the stimulus bill and all of a sudden okay with free vac- vaccination or, or, sorry, free testing. testing. Yeah, so it's like they they believe in all of these, like, almost socialist ideas when things are bad. But when things are good, they don't, like... I, just, I wanted him... I was interested in that point because that made... A, he kind of skimmed over it, but that that, like... All right, so maybe we'll get him back, and maybe you could ask him, or maybe you could, like, you know, get on the... You could ask him over the uh, Instagram. I mean, I'm curious. I will. I asked him why he thought Trump didn't pull the Defense Act, and he said he thought he was getting pressure from private sectors. Did you message him? Did you message him and have that... Oh, you had that conversation off the record? Look at you. Yeah, he has no idea. He has no idea who I am. I'm just like, hey, I'm friends with Doodleheads. Uh, I'm sure he has. A, I'm sure he has a lot of idea who you are, and he loves that. It's good for you know. It's good for him. Yeah. He, he needs. He can't only have me to rant at because I'm no use. I'm of no use because I go right down the like fuck this shit track. Yeah. Like he needs somebody. I mean, he's definitely like more extreme than me in terms of like he's like I never want to see an Instagram of an empty street again I was like I mean it's okay to go outside and get some air and take a picture but I know what he means like people shouldn't be like fucking going on journeys to like document this shit they should be inside well that's not gonna happen because if, if you saw any of the pictures of the from the parks today when the sun was out and it was like 60 degrees here it's it's a ra- like we're never getting anywhere. And I understand why Fauci is like completely dejected. And the guy looks like he's been beat six days to Sunday with a baseball bat because, and now even the surgeon general, this douchebag, this Mike Tyson sounding douche nozzle that is going on every news station saying, Oh, you know, maybe we should lock the country down. Maybe we could just do it without telling Trump. The guy's such an absolute utter repugnant pussy that he stands up on the stage and licks Trump's ass when he's at the press conferences. But then he goes on the TV circuit uh, and, and, and then says everything like, bro, 
Like, nobody wants to step up and be the fucking hero except Fauci. Yeah. Like, this yeah. dude can stand up in his little Mike Tyson lispy fucking bullshit voice with his three-star general collar that he probably got at, like, the fucking dollar store because there's no way he earned those motherfucking stars being such a spineless, gutless shithole. And he wants to stand there and be like, yeah, maybe we can shut it down and lock the whole country down. And maybe it's a good idea to wear masks, but he doesn't want to say it. On, during the fucking press briefing when, you know, Mr. Pussy Grabber is standing uh, right there next to him. Like, yeah. sorry, dude, you lose all of your fucking credibility. All of it. Well, what do they say about doctors, right? Like, 10% are incredible, 10% are awful, and then the rest of them are just meh at their jobs, the way we're all just meh at our jobs. But he's got, like, general... Have. He's, like, been in the... Like, dude, you had, you had to go through... You have to have some type of character. You have to... And I don't even care if you're, like, one of these, like, batshit, crazy, like, white supremacist nut jobs. Like, I... You, in order to make it through basic training, you need to have some type of a spine. You need to have some type of like in, internal fortitude to be to be strong enough to like stand up to like humiliation and degradation and people like breaking you down so that they can build you back up, which is also a bizarre mentality. Like that's also a weird fucking thing. Like you're making robots almost out of people in a way. But I've never been in the military. I'm thankful that I don't have to go into the military. So I appreciate everyone that volunteers for whatever reason. I just want to make that clear. But I also think, like, if you come out of it and then you look at the Navy guy who blew the whistle and, like, literally, I lost it on my couch when they cheered for him walking down the fucking gangplank. Like, I was covered in goosebumps, like, snotting all over myself. <laughs> they were chanting this guy's name for being a hero, for whistleblowing the fact that there were people getting sick on a fucking ship. Where yeah. you can barely move without bumping into a pipe uh, or, yeah. or, 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 like, a wheel or, like, some periscope or a person. And this guy's, like, trying to save his fucking fleet. And he gets fucking fired and has to walk off with his head held high. And this motherfucking Surgeon General with three stars on his lapel is going to stand up there and, like, be a fucking punk? Yeah, but don't have, like, well, I won't tell you, but I don't know. No, you could tell me. I'm just saying, like... Look, my dad's a veteran. I appreciate the military. To your point, it's I would in a million years, it would be the last thing I would ever do in my life. I'm not a it's so unappealing to me. But don't have a fantasy about who who these military people are. There's again some really upstanding, incredibly, yeah. you know, people, incredible people with tremendous like mental and emotional and physical fortitude. But the majority of them are not that the majority of them are potentially like Trump voting I know idiots who failed out of school like no offense but yeah like they're not it's a tough sell I agree with you it's a really tough sell and I know that because of the GI Bill look we don't have a mandatory military I also think on some levels that maybe I, I understand how Israel first of all I understand how Israel works as a tiny country it has to defend itself I get all that this is not like we're not going to get into the whole political scene of Israel but I do think that there is something to be said when no matter your socioeconomic status, no matter where you're from, the state, what your policies are, what your politics are, every motherfucker goes in. Everyone goes in. Because, and, and that does something to, to level the playing field in some way. Because you could, you are literally like in a bunker with, you could be in a bunker with a Druze person. You could be in a bunker with somebody, you know, from the richest section of Tel Aviv or Haifa or, you know, somewhere where there's money. You could be one of those people or you could be somewhere from like one of the poorer cities where, you know, everybody is in it together. Everybody's doing the same basic training. Everybody's schlepping the same weapons. Everybody is on the buses. Everybody travels the same way. Everybody has the same concerns and fears. And like when they're there and in the military, everybody's background of where they come from is obviously different. But there is some type of unity in that. Because when push comes to shove, like, everybody will, without hesitation, go back and rejoin. Like, when they call it, like, a few years ago, they had this, like, massive, like, recall or something where other, where all of these other soldiers had to come back. And without even hesitating, they all, they but, all went. But Israel has such a, and again, I know, like, there's an extremist population in Israel, you know, president included. But... Israel is so small and has such a united perspective and has such vocal and, like, aggressive and specific enemies that 
they're literally like fighting for their lives all the time. Like right. our military is so beefed up and we put more money there than anything else for really like I don't know what reason all the time. Like like Yeah. Yeah, we have countries coming at us now because we have an idiot as president. But like it's it, it's, we also poke our nose into way too many places where it doesn't way belong. Too many places. And I will I just want to make clear I am a hundred thousand percent for a two state solution. I'm a hundred thousand percent for the rights of the human rights of everybody. Hundred percent. And I just I I just wanna make that A hundred percent. That's clear. the American that's the American Jewish perspective. It's not the Orthodox perspective and it's not the necessarily the Israeli American perspective but I think when you talk about like American Jews that I hate when that's mischaracterized like we all like often like that's it's really gross but it is a lot of Israeli it is a lot of the majority of Israeli like that's why they can't get it together because the majority of Israelis are just like fucking let's we need some type of peaceful two-state solution. They just yeah. want peace. Everybody, every Israeli, there's rand, very few, again, the extremists who are like, I'm going to build on this land, go fuck yourself, I don't care who owns it, it's now mine. Right. That righteous indignation is nauseating and disgusting and vomitacious. And what people don't understand is they, they classify all Jews thinking right. the same way, and it's just ignorant and stupid. But that oh, ignorance and stupidity is like clearly like winning the day because everybody, to get back to the point, is outside without masks without gloves like I saw a woman from my roof and I tweeted the picture out I was like this bitch she's, first of all why is city bike even still working what, lock up all the fucking city bikes nobody should be able to take a fucking city bike you shouldn't give people the opportunity to ride around you don't need to go anywhere that far from your fucking house that you need a fucking city bike sorry yeah. and this woman walked over and I watched her from my roof and I'm like is she gonna get on a bike she got she didn't, not wearing a mask, not wearing gloves. She did not wipe the bike down. And I'm like, what in the fuck? What in the fuck? I am not a rocket scientist. I am not any scientist. As we all know, I stink in the maths. I'm okay with that. But like fucking common sense is clearly like non-existent amongst people. And this is why I'm afraid that we are, we're just fucked. And I wish somebody would get on the news and just say that. Yeah, I mean, if I know, I don't know if you do, if you ever listen to Left, Right, and Center. I know you know of it, that podcast. Mm-hmm. But they, so last this Friday's episode, they interviewed I forget the guy, the ABC Seven or the ABC News correspondent, White House correspondent. He's also the president of the White House Correspondents Organization, and he they asked him so many questions about what it's like to be in that press room. You know, there's only 14 people allowed now. So why is no one? I would love to have asked him why nobody gets up and walks out. My my I question would, is, I would love that too. why is nobody leaving? Like when he, there is, it is worthless, pointless, an absolute utter waste of time. They ask him questions, nobody presses him on any answers. They, it's like a game. It has literally become like a game show. And it, it, yeah. it's impossible to watch. Stations have stopped airing it. I have to say, CNN and MSNBC are the only like the local news stations are not even airing it anymore. Yeah, it's pointless because it's really the chirons are getting ridiculous. Because in one CNN ran a chiron saying like Trump wants to use this like whatever that hydroxychloroquine chloroquine drug is, whatever. And meanwhile, he's like, it may save your life. And the AMA they literally fact checked in real time. Uh, it could also kill you. Like, right. it's, like it's it's so stupid and and just ridiculous. And I think again, like I don't know how it is out there, which is you could tell everybody. Like, there's way too much non-essential shit still open here. Shapiro went to um, Whole Foods and she said it w- it terrified her. She said none of the store employees were wearing. I have a little snippet. I I got her on the. To record live, even though she'd probably kill me if I played it. But I might just do it anyway. Elfie Girl on the Twitter. um, Who left to go watch the rest of Money Heist, which is probably why she didn't respond to you. She has a lot of (laughs) catching up to do. Uh, Which I also absolutely love the fact that you guys are now, like, the MCs of, like, the Instagram. Which which is amazing. There's, like, a welcoming committee. And I can't read it because I get caught up in reading it and I don't pay attention to the music. And I want to read it so bad. You don't have to read it. We're I do. Everyone in. No, I have you such. Don't you need your glasses. But I have please. such FOMO. I feel like I'm missing out on all this great conversation that you guys are having about drinks, and you're talking about food. 
food and the dogs and you're welcoming everybody to the live DJ jam and it's literally it's two things for me number one it's just like purely uplifting <laughs> and I love now that my friends love it because it feels <laughs> like I did something good for them by introducing them to it can we talk about uh, them really quick can we yeah we can talk well we can't talk about any like specifics we can't talk about anything like specific okay. about them or their lives <laughs> but we can we can say that they're they're fantastic and that go give them a shout out because they listen so give them a shout out because you know their name is better than i do I mean, mad shout out to clayton mr martini like, mr. mr dirty martini. martini he's your number one stand he loves he loves it he loves the whole thing he goes on peaceful walks in his like beautiful neighborhood and he listens to the pod where's his so beautiful like, neighborhood like can you say it like where's yeah, he lives in, uh, well, what part? he lives on the west, <laughs> I'm like, he lives on the west coast of the at. west coast? He lives on the west side of LA in like a fairly residential neighborhood. Like gated, is that like a gated community? No, oh, okay. oh my god, no, no, he All lives right. in like a regular spot, but like he lives near a bunch of like cute coffee shops, but like if you go back in his neighborhood, it's hilly with like pretty oh. flowers and shit, but anyway, point being, he listens to the pod. Um, but he's like the out. MC. He's like the little like he's totally like taking over, like chilling with people and like itch- cracking jokes with people. And he's like, yeah. His thing about it, wanting to talk to the manager when he cut when Instagram <laughs> cut me off the other day, I almost peed on myself. It's like he's really funny. Yeah, he's, he's really seems, smart and funny. Yeah, um, and a real sweetie. He's like a good egg with a good heart. Um, and then we have Jake Hamburger Jake, who's our other friend, who's out in Acton, California, which is like an hour somewhere from LA like uh, more okay. farm country but he comes down a bunch before um, you know before Poirot <laughs> um, and then obviously we have Wong yeah we got we got Wong we so Wong. We, got, we got the whole fam yeah we got the fam we got the whole fam we got peeps coming in but it's so good it's like there's like it's like it's like the welcoming committee MCs. it's like he's like the manager of the club and you're like, he's like <laughs> I, I like to give an assist like in case there's totally and you're gonna like get cut off. I want to make sure everybody comes. He's back. like, you guys are like front of house operations. I've never had that at any at any club I've ever DJed before. I'm like, no, you can't give her a request live because it has to go through that. <laughs> you need to. I know you need to handle like when when Instagram cuts me off. Why we have to come back right. five times a night and how we're gonna figure okay. that out. We need to like yeah, all pounce on Instagram for that because it's absolutely right now, terrible. Sh- I wish I knew someone in Insta operations. But, but I have I to tell you, Mary Beth, like there's there's really a group of hardcore Instagram peeps that I have met strictly through Instagram that continue to roll through and like just really for all the right reasons and just to have a good time and listen to some good music. I hope it's good music because I know if it were up to me, it would be a thousand percent like hardcore reggaeton, bongra music. It would be <laughs> like we would absolutely be mad spliffs being smoked like you guys are on the drinks and I would just be like Funkmaster Flex reggae mix David Levy you were mad Funkmaster Flexing in the beginning of yesterday I know because you remember it Funkmaster Flex Funkmaster Flex dude it's not even stretching Bobito there's so many DJ Scribble I mean it depends on the club scene it depends on if you're at the tunnel or the limelight or you know where where you're at I just used to drive around to Hot 97 when I was a teenager and just to get out of the house. And on a Saturday night, like, that's what would be on Hot 97. Down to Sleaside? Were you a Sleaside club kid? No, I was too young. That was Jenkinson's and Sleaside, I think. I went, I went to DJ's in Belmont. Oh, right. And there's, an, there's another one. What was that like, club I, in, like, Sayreville? Oh, with Teen Night? What was that? Oh, fuck. Because it's the Starland Ballroom now. <laughs> Fuck. All right, we're like, totally off the beaten path. We are schlepping people okay, down okay. like memory lane. I'm going to look after because there's a hun- hunk. Wait, hunkabunka. Oh, hunkabunka. Hunkabunka. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what? I Okay, so let's talk about this. Okay, so to tie in the clubs and the shitty club scene. Yeah. Who's going clubbing anytime soon? Who's going to go pay oh, money? Who's going to want to wait in line at the Velvet Rope at the, like, the Gainsvort? Or, like, wait online for brunch. Like, w- this is the conversation we have with Lincoln. Like, I don't know how it is, like, out there. Like, I mean, you guys have the same type of club scene. Like, it's very VIP, depending on the club, depending on the night, depending on the DJ. I mean, it's... I'm not standing online anywhere with a bunch of fucking random people that I don't fucking know. Yeah, no, it's very, like... I mean, I've never really done the club scene in L.A. I, 
I was Who's going like, back I to got- the gym? You going back to the gym? You going back to yoga? You're going to lay on it. You would. You'd lay on a yoga mat in a room. You're, you had, you, you took it way would, longer than I did actually, yeah, believe it or not. I would go back. Uh, honestly, when we are reintroduced into society, it's, I'm probably going to wait a couple weeks before I do anything major other than maybe like go back to work. But like, Yoga will be one of the first places that I go back to. I when you say go back to the gym, I never go to the well, gym. Well, okay, gym, gym, movies, go movies. club, sporting events, concert, it's live music venues. It's gonna take a while of positive news that like there aren't a lot of new infections happening. And like, then what do you do about family? Like what I look, what actually one of my friends on Instagram is in the Dominican Republic with her parents. Her dad has a broken femur. Surgery was canceled. Could you imagine being... I had a knee injury, and I couldn't move for 14 fucking days on my couch. I was Gimby McGimperson and couldn't get a fucking MRI. I couldn't imagine having a broken femur. Femur, your femur... I mean, that is debilitating. And your surgery is canceled? And her husband is here in New York. She's in the Dominican Republic with her parents. Her husband is here. So So not only... surgery was canceled... In the Dominican Republic. And she's stuck there now with her family. She went down to be with her family for the surgery, and then this all broke out, and now she can't get back. I don't even know how... So, I don't know. So, it's like, what do you do? Who's flying? Like, I don't know when to fly. Like, when am I going to come out and hang out? I still want to see the Redwoods. I still want to drive the Pacific Coast Highway. I still want to, like, do the Santa Monica Pier. I want... There's, like, a million things. Like, I want to go to Vancouver. I have friends all over the fucking place. Well, not all over the fucking place, but... You will. Just take longer than you want it to. So, like, I'm glad you think so. Let's let's say like in July we're all sort of like slowly trickling back into life. I think that for most of us, you don't think July? There's gonna be no vaccine in July. You're going anywhere. It's gonna take one of these dumb motherfuckers that that didn't wash their hands, that isn't symptomatic. That, how are you going to know? Like, I don't... Look, I'm an optimist. I really I really try to, like, not fall down that I look at the glass half empty type of bullshit. I mean, but until there is a... Va- this is Lincoln's point also. Until there is a vaccine, how the fuck are you going to know that there is any level of normalcy again? How are you going to... I'm going to... Dude, it's New York City. We don't trust half the people we look... You step too close to me on the train, I walk back 50 feet. Right. Like you, I, I don't, I'm not sitting next to you. Like who's going to be the first person to open up like and eat their chicken wings and fried rice on the subway while they're going to work their bacon, egg and cheese on the train. Well, what can nobody, point, I don't think we're going to walk, go back into the society that we came out of. Like things will change. If anyone's eating chicken wings on the subway, dude, I mean, you should see them. people walking around this place that we're New York city is going to fuck shit up for the rest of the world. We are doing a great job of, of fucking shit up for everybody else. Well, on the one hand, the, you're seeing only the idiots right now because it's only the idiots that are out doing There's a hell of a lot of idiots. It's a hell of a lot of idiots, but let's hope there's a hell of a lot more who aren't. But, yeah, I mean, New York's full of idiots. New York's fucking yes, sucks. Yes, on the regular, full of idiots. Yeah. And then you put yeah. out a pandemic and, we're, and, and the idiots, like, exponentially, like, multiply. And so who I mean, who's going to be the last idiot to be like, I'm coughing on the bus and like I'm fucking everybody up again and I'm going to be the start of the second wave I don't know there's got to be something in there about how people in New York honestly just feel like that, not that they're untouchable but like life doesn't have to stop for them like they're it's just, an entitlement it is a weird fucking entitlement it's the weirdest entitlement that the only people who care about it is people who live in new york no one else gives a fuck what you all are doing unless you're fucking shut up for us we're like oh cool cool city like we'll go and hang out but we don't <laughs> care about you or your life like do you <laughs> but like new yorkers are just like not in this fucking city we're the best fucking city in the world like fuck you and it's just do like, i sound like that no but my dad does. all right <laughs> <laughs> but like i just have to make you know, sure I'm sometimes saying, i'm worried like, I don't know who all of the like posturing is for because it, it ain't for anyone in, anyone out here. We don't give a shit. But to that point, I wonder what type of entitlement led to New York having some of the worst or the worst outbreak in the country. 
I think it's it's. First of all, it took a long time to, sh- to shut everything down. I think it took way too long. I think Bill de Blasio punked out, and I think it took um, Randy Weingarten actually calling him out 15 million times on multiple interviews on multiple major networks. I mean, I think she really put the fucking fork to that guy, and I watched a lot of those interviews, and she was begging. She was literally for her teacher's sake, for the kid's sake. Like he, he was just too slow. He was just too slow to pull the trigger on a lot of things. And I think unlike you guys out there, I think it's like taking off a bandaid. You don't like slowly, like take the, you rip the fucking shit off and like you deal with the owie when it owies and then you fix it after. Like it just, it was like the worst way to take off a bandaid. Like he couldn't do it properly. And once he fucked it up, we were way past the point of fixing it. And I yeah. think that's where we're at now. I mean, for Shapiro to go in and say at a Whole Foods on 96th Street in the in the heart of the Upper West Side that people are still not wearing a face covering to go out. And you know what, honestly? I don't give a shit if you don't think it does anything for you, but it does something for the person that's walking down the street next to you, across from you, for their peace of mind and for their anxiety and for their fear. Like, put the fucking thing on. Like, tomorrow morning, when I go out at 5.30 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning, am I going to wear a bandana? Probably not. Will I? There will be no one up. If I, I will bring one and put it in my bag, and if on the way back I, I'm walking back and see people, I will put it on. And not because yeah. it's for me, but to make somebody else feel better. And to also, so, so somebody doesn't grow me and be like, look at this fucking bitch who's not wearing a fucking face cover. Like you said, like with that stupid mentality. Like, if there's no one around and it's the crack of dawn and you're the only one on the hill, you don't need to wear a fucking bandana. For who? For what? There's no one there. But if yeah. I'm walking back, I'll put it on. I'll put it on when I walk there. I'll put it on when I walk back. I'll take it off when I work out. And then that's it. And then I'm home and I'm in the house for the rest of the fucking day. And night. No, I agree. I agree. I, I was in Whole Foods a few hours ago, and every single person I saw had a mask. Everyone who worked there had a mask and gloves. That's funny. She said nobody had them. None of the staff had masks and gloves. I'm sure there's different, like, regulations by state at this point. But, like, there were there's lines on the floor. Everyone is waiting. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. You're six feet, there's six-feet lines delineated outside because you wait outside to get in and then at the registers as well. So by and you, do, had, they let, do they let only a certain number of people in the store or do they let everybody yeah. in? Okay. Only a certain number of people. So they usually let in – it only took me 10 minutes to get in. They let in, like, 10 people at a time as they see, like, a bunch of people coming out, maybe more. I don't know. But, like, there's security – and I will say, I mean, I obviously am like, of all times, this is the time where I've really not left my neighborhood. But in my neighborhood, aside from teenagers who are just like, I mean, their brains are deformed. So it's like, I don't know if I can hold it against them. Like, scientifically, like, they are demented. Like, they don't understand and can't process things. Like, no offense to any teenagers listening, but you'll get there. Yeah. But, like, other than that, I will say people, for the most part, are as respectful as they can be. People move over. People cross the street. Like... Yeah, clearly not here. Yeah. And, I mean, again, I live in a very residential neighborhood. It's mostly, you know educated people it is um, you could say it because you know what we've had the conversation socioeconomically speaking and racially speaking it is what it is and and unfortunately that was what happened in fairway also because if you have a car and you're driving to a supermarket you're not standing outside the sea town like you know it's just not to say that that's the broad brush statement but i have to say you do see a different group of people at the fairway on 125th street than you do see outside the sea town on 125th yeah. street yeah i mean i guess i wouldn't get in an uber now and uber up to a grocery store probably but like yeah i think lincoln made a good point too like most other cities people do have access to a car even people of a lower socioeconomic right class apps for the most part have access to a car so we can all pretty much go where we want we're a little bit more spread out but Garcetti made no bones about it. He was like, get a mask or make a mask. You have to wear a mask when you go outside. I don't wear a mask when I run because I literally couldn't breathe. If right. I did that. But people are pretty good about moving away. And I I am so, the runner moves. Like, I'm 100%. I forget if we talked about this or not. But I run five days a week and I walk the dog three times a day. The runner gets out of the way. Unless there is scaffolding or a tree trunk. You run around people. You do not fucking run up on people. You don't yeah. run. 
you don't brush shoulders, you fucking get out of the way. And you know what? If you have to run into the street and slow your pace down by a couple seconds and to wait for a right. car, then that's what you do. You don't fucking run up at people in this. You don't run up at people's dogs. You don't you don't do that. That's just like bad running etiquette regardless. And if yeah. you're both running, both move out of the way. Right. But I will say, like, the, the people that I notice that cannot get their shit together are like, people's teenagers in this neighborhood just walking up the middle of the sidewalk they're not rude they just don't get it like they 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 don't get it i saw a teenage couple when i was walking the dog a few nights ago just like taking up the whole sidewalk holding hands oh. he was like grabbing her ass i'm just like you fucking idiots like i know and, and i'm pretty again, sure they don't live together i mean i'm pretty sure I'm they're not living together sure so that's a hundred percent no just they're dumb i mean but it's yeah. also the parents' fault. You have to look. At some point, it's, it's the parents' fault. If you let your kid go over to their boyfriend, girlfriend, person's house in a situation like this, I know they're probably getting under your skin and they're up under you. I mean, look at Lincoln. He's stuck with two of them, one that sleeps all day yeah. and the other one that, like, just is in the refrigerator eating all day. But well, listen, there's no, there's, there's no one more hard-headed than a wealthy teenager. I'm telling you that, like, yeah. if we're going to talk about socioeconomic class, a spoiled, wealthy teenager who's had everything that they need given to them, all of a sudden, they're not allowed to do shit. They don't, they don't process, like, it doesn't process. And that's what's going on in my neighborhood. Yeah, I can't, I don't, I'm not out. You want to know something, honestly, like, I, I have to say, I am not out enough to see it. What I see, I see on Twitter, what I see... You know, I see on Instagram, and, and I'm not out. I literally walk her to five blocks to the park at the crack ass of dawn in the morning. We're back in by 7 o'clock, no later than 7.30. And then I can see what I could see over my roof or or out my window. And I don't know, yeah. not even what's going on around the corner. Like, I couldn't tell you if the fucking coffee shop was even open. And yeah. I, I, you know, not that I give a fuck. You want to go kill yourself, bro? Mazel tov, more power to you. Like, you want to fuck people in the community over? You're a dick and an asshole. Why is Dunkin' Donuts still open? I don't know. We could have, I mean, it goes, it's a cyclical conversation until it's all shut the fuck down. And, I mean, there's just, there's so much anxiety and worry and all of these fears and the, of the unknown and, uh, you know, like, it's just, it's crazy. And people are starting, it's like, as this goes on, people are starting to like lose their shit like you can't I don't think you can't not start to it's very hard for that foundation to not start to crack like you have to really stay focused and really just be like I can't let it get to me I can't let my like I have friends like their kids they can't let their kids see it get to them they can't I saw my friend's Instagram and her little tiny like I don't know how old Leo is like he's like a pune he's like the littlest tiniest thing and he had his little face mask and he made his mom like walk him to the playground so that she could he didn't understand that it was still closed and I literally broke my heart in like a million fucking pieces he had on a little tiny face mask like and she was like see it's still closed we'll come back when it's open I was like just gut me now because it was literally like just impossible to watch A, a really good friend of mine is having a baby that like if she's due on April 9th like I can't imagine what she's so chill and so calm and like ha- literally has like such a head on her shoulders and like we were house partying with her earlier like last week and she was just like you know what can, I'm, what can I do and I'm just mad props to like any woman that has to yeah. give birth to this bring you know because sure like so far her husband will be allowed in the in the room but oh really yeah um, one person I think is allowed so, but like her parents aren't going to be able to see her. Yeah, everything's her, fucked up. Everything's fucked. All life, ev- know, all like major life events are like pretty fucked. Just, I mean, yes. life is pretty fucked right now. <laughs> but this is maybe a time, and maybe we save this for another rant where we focus on personal coping mechanisms. Like, because we're <laughs> in this for a while. So it's like, how, for me, like, the what I used to do before. Miss the real Franklin, you know, got all banged up wrestling with other dogs and shit. And before Quaro, is we used to go to the dog park when I got home from work. And the dog park was my transitional time. And it was when I would sit on the hill and talk to other, you know, my, my boomer click at the dog yeah. park, <laughs> watch the dogs run around. And that's how my anxiety would, would cease. And that's how I would be. And when I 
by the time I left, I forgot about work and I had my evening. Now we have the DJ jam for that. <laughs> so five o'clock, I'm serious. No matter what, my, my laptop closes at like 440. I'm done. <laughs> I'm, getting, I'm getting in my, my WS, my warm shower. I'm getting in my cozy sweats and I'm turning the jam on. So like, that's a coping mechanism. Like, how are we going to create routine for yeah. ourselves to get us through the next, who knows how many days? Days, you're good. I thought you were going to go months, but go ahead. In my head, I was thinking like 90 days, and I think that's why, but what I was thinking was months. Okay. For sure. Yeah, you're days. like, for the next couple of days, no. I'm like, yo. In my head, I was thinking 90 days, like maybe, I don't I don't know. But 90 days is a long fucking time, dude. It's, it's long. a long time, but that's what I mean. We're going to have to start figuring out how we... Yeah how we create some routine in this very psychotic circumstance. Otherwise we are going to crack. Yeah, it is. It's definitely, um, it's interesting. It's definitely interesting. And I think it's, it's even, it's, it's more, and there's so many different levels of that because then there's, you know, there's people, there's single people, there's people that are in relationships. Like it's, how do you, there's, there's people that are, you know, in other stressful situations or worse situations, there's people that like me that have no job, like eventually like money becomes like an issue. There's people that are like, you know, no insurance. There's people that have medical needs. There's people that have, you know, constant medical needs that are just, or, or, you know, I did this, I did this DJ jam with the hello friends the other night. I think it was last night days. I can't remember. Like all the, all of these young adults that have these developmental challenges that are trying to comprehend all this and process all of this yeah. with all of these other issues layered on top of it is just, it's almost like cruel in some way. It's just, there's yeah. just no mercy. It's just not, it, it, it like you have respiratory issues or you have some type of chronic illness that prevents you that, that normally on any given day regularly could land you in the doctor's office or the emergency room. And now on top of this, you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do the Hello Friends understand? Yeah, some of, them? some of them do. They they all know that they're home. They all, you know, also, again, it comes down to, like, I guess it's everything in life. And it is such an, like, everything in life, depending on your socioeconomic status, is made obviously a million times easier or a million times more complicated. And these guys are fortunate many of them to come from very well-to-do families that have the financial capability to provide help but like they have helpers and workers and life aides and caregivers that are not some live with them some travel to be with them are they okay with them coming from like different places to come in and stay like it it's it's all of these other situations and these like extenuating circumstances that other people understand and then it's like how much do you do you not tell you have to really understand your kid and they're not babies they're adults that you need to like talk to on an adult level but their level of comprehension which is also challenging because what do you tell them to not get them too anxious or to not get them too scared or paranoid or crazy or explain them why they can't go out or why the only way they could see their friends is on zoom or why they're not going to work anymore. Or what do you do when they, when they need to retransition back into their normalcy, when they are working every day to catch up to everybody else's base, what is a baseline normalcy? Like it, so it's all of those, it's, it's extra, it's even extra insurmountable challenges and obstacles added onto those everyday obstacles of like that we take for granted of transportation and riding the train and getting around and how to what to touch and what not to touch and how to wash our hands and like what's appropriate and what's not appropriate when you're already just trying to learn basic travel skills life skills communication skills if you already have processing issues and you have a question about something and someone screams at you don't touch that like or if you're in a supermarket like you could literally send somebody into like trigger someone into such a spiral of like an, of a, of an emotional collapse and not that they were doing it intentionally, but a lot of these guys would, you'd pass them on the street and not really know that anything was really wrong. Like it, you know, wherever you fall on the Asperger spectrum or, you know, it's not all disabilities as we know are like visible. Right. And so it's, it's, it's so 
that's what's so it's so unnerving on a lot of levels like and because a lot of people are so caught up and like you you get stuck in your own little bubble of you know me me how do I get through this how do I you know what do I do what can I do how do I get through it and then you realize like it's it, it is like Lincoln said it's the collective us it's like how do we all get through it because right. if we leave the dumbasses behind they're only going to get us fucked it was like somebody put around that meme of the soldier carrying the donkey in the minefield <laughs> which I thought was brilliant and people yeah. were like the guy's not carrying the donkey because he loves donkeys he's carrying the dumbass because they're walking through a minefield and if the dumbass steps on a fucking mine he blows up the entire fucking platoon right which is very relevant like i would love the donkey but like you know that's yeah just i was me. gonna say like oh i yeah sure he doesn't love the donkey i love the donkey i mean i'm sure he loves it i'm sure part of him loves the donkey i get it i know i know i know man. but we're lugging around these dumbasses and who that's fucking exhausting i know but it's also i mean that was that put me in my place just now like it because it could change for any one of us in a second. For like, sure. Imagine I'm out walking tomorrow and I God forbid my finger. Like it, the fact that we're in a house that's paid for with an animal for company. Yeah. And we don't have an abusive partner. Yeah. And we have food and we can take care of ourselves and we understand what's going on. Like that's all. That's all we need. Yeah. Like, which is what makes it so frustrating that these motherfuckers can't wrap their head around that. I know. And they're gonna they're they're the ones dragging everybody down. Like their ignorance is literally killing people. Terrible. I know. Terrible. I know. And that's why we I just know. go turn on Netflix and like that's people drink and like you're like I wanna like Dude, I, I like and I am so if you ask any of my friends, like I am the least drunk like drunk of any like I, I don't drink like I'll have a margarita if we go to dinner like maybe once a month like I just am not yeah. a drinker and I certainly never catch alcohol in the house and I certainly don't drink at home alone but now every night I'm like well 5pm margarita <laughs> well you're not really alone because clearly you're with you're with Clay and you're with Jake hamburger Jakey who are like popping bottles and they're like cheers motherfucker I know it is it is a little comforting, but I think I'm going to have to limit myself to Friday, Saturday, Sunday, not during the week. But, yeah. But it's just, it does. It changes your behavior. You're I thought like, you were going to say just oh. not for breakfast. You could do whatever. No, definitely not for breakfast. I'm not a day drinker. Oh, not yet. Not yet. That's true. Very fair. Not don't yet. ever say never. Not yet. I don't know. Ugh. What else? What else did you have boiling up in there? I don't know. I mean, it's weird. It's just everything's becoming a routine now. Like, this is my quarantine routine. Like, what I do. <laughs> like. what's So what do you do now? Like, because it's still early over there for you. It's like only 730. Like 730. I'm going to make dinner. Um, probably watch a few episodes of High Maintenance. Okay. And then, um. I'll probably go to bed. <laughs> Tomorrow's Monday? Tomorrow's Monday, so I'll work. Okay. But even with work, I'm like, I got to set up routines for myself. Like, I have meetings when I have meetings. I can't change that. But if I have an hour without meetings, like, I will take it and walk the dog or go yeah. for a run. Like, I can't sit at the table. Like. I don't blame you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, it doesn't do it. It doesn't help. So, like, I got to just be. You know, I got to make routine for myself, even in the weird world of like working from home. But also like the fact that I'm still working from home, like that's great. I'm not complaining about anything. It's fine. It's great. But, yeah. you know, you hear about these big companies like Disney's laying off a bunch of people or furloughing a bunch of people. So you never know where you're going to land. I think furloughs are just a nice way to say you're fucked, basically. 100%. Like, for they're, I mean, they're an interesting company. I won't get too into it, but they, you know, sports, movies, and parks. And yeah. none of those things are accessible right now. I, <laughs> streaming. Streaming. Everything's streaming. I think they will probably. I, I'm assuming they're going to put all their features on Disney Plus, but like ESPN, right? Let's not talk about Sports Center. It's the weirdest. That was my. Talk about a routine. I would wake up at 5, 5 30 in the morning. Pop on the TV, Sports Center, catch up on all the sports while I made my coffee before my dog walk and my run. It's right. it's the 
Life without sports is weird. It's I mean, very you're strange. Such, you're such a sports head. But it's because it's it's also like that white noise. Like it's just that white noise filler of like before yeah. you do anything. Because I don't turn the news. I never really turn the news on in the morning. Like first thing because it was always you know the same the election all this other bullshit that was going on and right. you know the typical politics. Now it's horrendous and I right. won't watch it. But I always Sports Center is my automatic turn on channel and I'm just like they're showing clips of like basketball games from like 1987 and I'm like. Right. Oh my god. Before you throw it, like, god. Test, like varsity soccer games are going to be. This is the varsity East Brunswick High School girls basketball team, which was 0 and 937. <laughs> and oh, look, did Randy's still running too? laps for running her mouth. What? Wait, did you play basketball too? I did. I didn't know that. I knew soccer. You were like soccer star. Yeah, but. basketball was in the off season. And and, and I actually played, I played softball. <laughs> you did? I did. I played softball. Softball was tough. It was, um, I probably, I would have liked to have played tennis. I would have loved to play, if I had the balls, really, I would have played field hockey, but I think field hockey players are badass, and I think field hockey players are fucking nuts, because that is a solid fucking cue ball coming at your head at 9,000 fucking miles an hour. Yeah. And I've started, I've watched professional field hockey a couple times, and it is wicked sick. I mean... Beyond, you need to watch. You need to go Google and watch some professional men's and women's professional Olympic field hockey. Batshit crazy. They are some fit ass motherfuckers. Well, I'm sure. My but back kills me just watching was, it. It was fall though. You you played. Yeah, soccer, I couldn't play it. Play. No, I yeah. couldn't play it. Did you let her? Did you let her? Of course I let. Her. Of, co- yeah, of course you let her. You're the fucking star. Letter. I caught for state champion pitcher Gail. Oh my god! Now we're having flashbacks. I don't think we need to talk about this. Gail DiMartino actually broke my thumb pitching. I had to catch. I, I played shortstop. Obviously, catching wasn't my go-to position, but I, right. I had to catch for her. And she was like one of the top pitchers in the entire in, in like the state of New Jersey at the time. Yo, that right. chick whipped the fucking ball in there like a hundred miles an hour. I she, she bashed my I, my thumb was like literally dislocated. I had right. so and then I had so much padding like in the glove. They were like, yeah. oh no no, it's, we'll fix it. They shoved so much padding in there that I couldn't even close the mitt to like <laughs> catch the ball, and it would like ba- right. it would, like pop into the glove and like drop in my like right in front of my left. I was like, this is insane, and I couldn't right. even watch it. <laughs> I was like, please just hit the glove, and it was the scariest. Man, when the, whoever was catching came back. I don't know why I was stuck back there, but for some reason, all I remember is I, I did it for, like, the shortest amount of time, dislocated my thumb, and then went back to shortstop where I belonged, and it was right. crazy. But I did. I played all three I played all three sports. What did you play in college? Soccer. Yeah. That was it. Soccer, and that was it. Because you really had no time to do anything else. Like, it was, yeah. you know, and it was just... But I really... I Basketball was a joke. Basketball was funny as fuck, dude, because <laughs> I just... I literally spent my entire life because I, you know, clearly I have a mouth and like, you know, if right. some shit didn't go right in practice, I would say something or I would yell at somebody or something. And then it, he would just, I remember, oh my God, like Mr. Picarello, Sal Picarello is crazy. Would just point at the line and it would just, every, I would just be like, and I would just have to run laps until he like called me back in to like, to play again. And it was just insane. We just ran suicide sprints for days. Ugh. It was, we, it was just a shit show. We were Ew. clearly we were not strong in the basketball category. When I was in, not girls' yeah, basketball. When I, in school, when I was in high school, we had a good girls' basketball team, and we always like dominated in soccer. You're soccer that's forever, fair. soccer forever. Yeah, and uh, but that's because our the traveling program is so everybody came up through through yeah, traveling and. But this is turn. This is taking a weird. I know. This is I taking love, a way weird turn I, in the rant. <laughs> travel soccer but I hated high school soccer and I quit in 11th grade because I hated it like I hate I was just like fuck this like I hated the coach like everyone said he was an anti-semite like I just probably true I mean I'm sure it's true he had his favorites but you know who I did play with was Heather O'Reilly yeah she's two years younger than me true that she was on varsity in like ninth grade obviously but like I was like, fuck this. But tra- you being travel soccer was like some of the best years of yeah, my life. Yeah, we were the shit, dude, still. Yeah. Homegrown. We were not fucking around. They knew they knew where their bread was buttered, and it was girls' soccer in the state. And it was, you know, still is. 
I'll never forget in like maybe eighth grade was when I learned how to slide tackle and like once I had that under oh, my belt game I was on. like I'm fucking with take I take everyone like, out I took everyone out like I <laughs> like what I like to the point where I remember the coach being like you gotta be more careful with that and I was like but <laughs> you were like no man give me bigger spikes on my cleats <laughs> I was like cause I was like shorter I was like I played like defense center defense but I was center defense is a good position Look at you. So I was like quick, and if I didn't take them out, they had their legs were as long as my body. So I was like, if I don't take them out, they're they're like uh, they have me beat. So I just was like, okay, this is how I'm gonna do it. I have to say, my heart goes out to every athlete. I don't know what I would have done. I I mean, if you want to take it back and like full circle this shit, I would lose my shit if I was one of these athletes in high school. If if you're if you if athleticism is in your DNA. And that's all you grow up knowing. Like, that is all I had growing up. Like, you know, to get back to, like, my fucked up. All I had was sports. And if that was taken away from me and I didn't have that, it would have been game. It would have been game over a long time ago. These kids are like, not only, like, is the camaraderie, like, fucked up, the chemistry gets fucked up, the... Your routine gets fucked up. You two-a-day practices are gone. Like, your season is gone. Your whole, like... How you go? To, how you do your homework? How you go to class? How you like go to the trainer? How you do all of these things is all gone. Scholarships are gone. Like, yeah. like I mean, kids that are using that to get to college to pay for school, for now is gone. Like all these senior games are gone. Like it's it's just imagine Texas and Friday night football where your entire yeah. town is like shut. That was everything. Like I just don't know how. The psychological impact of that, the psychological impact, the financial impact, the life impact of that. You don't get yeah. another draft class. Like, you don't get what happens. Everything gets, like, clogged back up in the pipeline. Like, what what no, happens? They- like, you miss that opportunity. That's your, your life literally takes, like, a hard left, and you're like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah. I couldn't even, I couldn't even imagine that. It, it, it's, yeah. it's, life in general is, I mean, fuck, be, I mean putting everything in perspective still I know I know but wow people got to learn a lot more about us than I think they've ever bargained for <laughs> when they uh, tune into the last half an hour of this motherfucker EB <laughs> we can talk we, that, could, that could be a whole nother podcast I mean EB we should talk we should reminisce on EB oh. cause like fucking that was life for a while that was life for a long while but look at us now <laughs> <laughs> I can barely run a mile under 10 minutes. So I Dude, you're Oh, shut it. Shut it right now as I go out to do my big 1 mile tomorrow morning at the crack of dawn and then come back and sit on this fucking bike for another 45 I mean, minutes. Whatever. At least we're getting it in, I guess. But. All right. We got it. We got it. You have to check in with Lincoln. You've probably have homework assignment because you need to check back in with Lincoln about your other question. Yeah, I will. I have no homework just because I will. I want to make one recommendation to people if they're looking for something to do. Okay. Uh, There's a foot mask on Amazon that basically comes in two booties. You put your feet in it for like 90 minutes, and then within two days, the bottoms of your feet start peeling off like a sunburn to get all the dead shit off, and then you have smooth bottoms of your feet. What do you do with the the dead shit that comes off your feet? You peel it off like a sunburn. I'm I'm right in the middle of it right now. It's so disgusting, but it's so satisfying, and nobody's going to see your feet. Are you one of those people that love peeling sunburn? I love peeling That's a thing. There's a thing. There's got to be a word for that. Yeah, like a... a People get off on that shit. I, I'm not gonna take it that far, thank you. But. Dude, but there's like you get you get that one good piece of skin and you just peel it. Yeah. My friend, one of my friends had that, and she used to love when I got burned, and she was like, "Can I peel that?" I'm like, "Are you? What the fuck is wrong yeah. with you?" <laughs> well, we used to peel sunburns at Lakeview all the time. I'm sure that's where I learned it. But like, is that my... a fucking camp activity? You would like sign up for sunburn peeling? No, remember like chill. Remember you would give your friends like chills. No. Uh, Whatever. <laughs> Is that like the crack and egg on your head shit? Yes, yes. <laughs> All right, we are so. No, oh my I know, we're God. too far. We are so but deep anyway, down the hole. I highly recommend it. Get on Amazon. It's All right. Great. You'll go it. on the Instagram and you'll put the uh, information there when I I'll post put, it. I'll put the information. No problem. Because you're getting credit for that from, like, are you getting some kind of kickback? Yeah, right. I have an influencer code. Code, <laughs> code Franklin10. 
for 10% off. <laughs> All right. Two, 10% off. Nice. All right. I, did you get everything out? Did you want to say anything else? I feel like I didn't want I didn't want to take you down like any rando road that like I always end no, up we're going good. down. We're good. I'll uh, I'm going to make some dinner, eat some food and, All right. Uh, I'll check in with we'll you tomorrow. All right. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Get some rest, Franklin. Take us out. Okay. Oh, you got to do the outro. Right. So fine. Find me on the Instagram at Doodleheads, on the Twitter at Small Pencil Club if I haven't been banned yet. Find me on the Insta Live every night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. It's a party. We got a welcome crew. Send all requests in advance because I got to put my music through a DJ software system and I can't see it during the during the jam. Get to you. And don't worry. When Instagram cuts us off, you come right back. You don't leave. It's not over. You come right back. It's not over. All right. Don't forget about you. Don't forget about you. I'm I'm Franklin, F-R-A-N-Q-L-1-N on the Instagram. Follow me. You can find Clay. You can find Clay and Hamburger Jakey through Franklin. Yeah. Find them through me. They're fun. They're good dudes. Solid dudes. And with that, peace and hair grease. (laughs) Now, 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 now,